I feel like in the previous years, my intentions were to work toward trying to do a little like different things with my family, because I feel like that's where it starts. It's like you can't go and try to help the community if you ain't even attempt to try to do nothing within your own family to bring your family together. Right. And so even with me again, going back, I could go back at least about five years and say I've been intentional about even trying to do the self work. Because I understand that in order for me to help even my family, I got to help myself first. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And happy another day above ground. It's always a beautiful, wonderful, fantastic day to be alive. And real quick, right? Rolling. Hey friend, how you be? I'm being and doing, doing what I gotta do. That's what's up. Welcome officially to the podcast. Thank you. Happy another day above ground. Happy another day above ground. Yeah. We love so, this. We live this. Yeah. This is a wave. Yeah. So, how is everything? Mm. <laughs> You know what? I think um, everything is just as it's supposed to be. Um, sometimes I feel like everything is upside down, and I've been getting beaten up. Like you know how like not beaten up like you know boxing, mm-hmm. but like beaten up like how the uh, how Martin looked when he got beat up by was he boxing? Tommy Hearns. That you see, <laughs> how big his head was, and everything was just like that, like that, like. Yeah. I mean, so you know, but it's interesting because in the same time, it's like I look at everything like this is just how it's supposed to be. Facts. To challenge you, to make you see yourself in the midst of it all, like, and to really understand yourself in the midst of it all, because who are you? Who are you? Because I'll introduce who are you? Because nobody, you know, let's pretend <laughs> that the people who don't, who know me don't know you. The people who know you don't know me. Okay. So just real quick, introduce yourself. So the interesting thing is, um, before I even say my name, I feel like I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Whatever God you serve. I'm a child of that. Gotcha. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, um, my name is Todd Williams. I'm a Newark native. There are other places that I've lived outside of Newark, but Newark is my home. It's where I was born. It's where I was raised. It's where I live currently, and I'm a school teacher well I shouldn't say a school teacher because I feel like that's not giving credit to my young adults so I'm a high school teacher gotcha at um North Tech which is actually where I went to school so I just started working there because it's always been like a bucket list yeah to go back and kind of give what my teachers gave to me which was it was a lot more than education they gave us like care they cared they wanted you know us to be amazing and mostly my business teachers that's yeah. what I should be specific and so that's what I wanted to do like I'm now a business teacher at North Tech so 
Um, other than that, I have a I have a daughter. I'm a mom. I'm um I'm so interested in like helping people, and so I'm I've been learning more and more that in order for me to truly help anyone, to truly love anyone, to truly support anyone, I I gotta I gotta learn, which has been a hard thing for me. I had to learn how to give those things to myself first. Facts. So now it's like I'm someone who I'm learning and I'm challenging myself more and more to put myself first in everything that I do because if there's no me, then it can't be no you. Mm. That rhymed. It did. That bars. was bars. 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 <laughs> See what I'm saying? Facts. That's how I be going though. Let me say this too. This guy I know, right? Mm-hmm. One day he was like, do you do poetry? And I'm like, no. But I like, I like it. I just never really like put myself out there to do it like that. Like, but I've always written poetry. My dad used to write. He loved poets, yeah. poetry. So I, I got a nickname. You want to know my nickname? What's your nickname? Poetry in Motion. That's what's up. I got that from my, my homeboy. So I don't really know. I'm I, One day I'm going to challenge myself, though. Yeah. And everybody will know me in the future as Taj the poet but right now I'm still working on getting this 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 everything else together and then that's gonna come later <laughs> on some love Jones shit mm-hmm. you're gonna be like uh Nia mm-hmm. after my fucking shit with the book <laughs> it's for a friend I just you know somebody I used to know and shit <laughs> yeah that's what's up well, I try not to make this like a like a podcasty podcast. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I do have questions I want to ask because I'm interested. Like, you, my friend, you, my homie. So, mm-hmm. there's certain things that we always talk about. I feel like there's a certain level of these conversations that as especially in the 2020 covid kind of world mm-hmm. how important solid relationships are how important being solid in yourself is mm-hmm. how important doing things with intention mm-hmm. is which is today's like theme so to speak um and i picked that specifically because i know when it comes to you especially being a mom being a teacher like a lot of the things you do are from a perspective of intention. Mm -hmm. So my intention with the podcast today is to just explore that a little bit, have fun, talk, chill. I actually have a a deck of cards that um, has questions from this company that, you know, a budding podcaster. Is this no one? It is. I had called God and was like, yo, hook that up today. <laughs> Feel me? But this joint from um, Poddex. Nice. It's just like mad different questions to like prompt as we go along. Okay. Into the combo, but. That's awesome. You know. Yeah. Welcome, my G. Thank you. I'm Thank happy you for to coming. be here. For real, for real. This is awesome. This is a, um, and I'm probably going to say it for every podcast until. I get to a space where it's not even uh, a thought, but mm-hmm. this is the process. Like, 
figuring out how to do set up the cameras in the car okay. figuring out how to sponsored by the nork finest <laughs> the sirens in the background and shit <laughs> um but um you know it may not be you know <clears throat> regis and kathy lee it's better this is what we got it's better though yeah you know what they ain't got nothing on us. They don't. They ain't got nothing on us. You feel me? So, yeah. Um, one question that I be asking everybody, um, especially because it's the podcast. Mm-hmm. When you hear Happy Another Day Above Ground, like what comes to, to your mind? It, it gives me a little bit of life. Because it's like we made it. We ain't have to wake up this morning. Facts. Nobody guaranteed us that spot, that position, that time, that, that that chance. You know what I mean? So it's like, yo, every day, every time I hear it, when you say it, even with being in the moment, it's like I'm that's one of my things. It's like, but are you being present right now? Are yeah. you are you learning to just be this right now is the moment. Yeah. You're gonna miss it if you weren't about tomorrow. You're gonna miss it if you weren't about yesterday. Facts. So be here right now. Where your feet is. Where you get it. <laughs> wavy. That's wavy. So in this life you've been living, Miss Todd Williams, Ooh. right? Intentionality, purpose. <clears throat> um, what is what was your intention coming into 2020, and were you able to, to see? process i wasn't even recording that get out of here it's recording here so i'm good okay but see process good what was your intention for 2020 were you able to realize your intention for 2020 my intentions because every year around this time in december it's like my i don't know who doesn't do this but it's been a thing for me for a very long time Mm -hmm. where i'm i just get very reflective you know what I mean? I get quiet. Mm-hmm. I pull myself away from everyone and everything. Excuse me. And I just feel like I try to just clear everything out. I try to think about who made the biggest impact on my life in the, in the, in the year, who inspired me, who touched me, who did something to make my spirit know them. And I feel like those are the people that going forward, I want to stick to. And so I'm very intentional about um, learning how to, to build and foster meaningful relationships. Thanks. So not just relationships, but meaningful ones. Like if you're if it's not meaningful and if it's not, I heard somewhere recently, it's like if it's not bearing any fruit, then what are we doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I, it's time out for a lot of that. The older that I become and being intentional um so but for I remember last year 2019 as 2020 was rolling in you know I was just very intentional about wanting to bring a different perspective to the people in North right so after living here now for uh going on four years it's like I've been able to observe and I can understand where many of us where we are as a as a community Mm -hmm. and you can see like I feel like it's a lot of division a lot of like you know a lot of cliques a lot of politics even 
the non-politic, non-political worlds are political now. It's yeah. like, it's so much division. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, and it's division amongst the adults. So when you look at the youth, the youth are watching us. So they don't know what to do. They don't know how to be. So I feel like in the previous years, my intentions were to work toward trying to do a little like different things with my family, because I feel like that's where it starts. It's like you can't go and try to help the community if you ain't even attempt to try to do nothing within your own family to bring your family together. Right. And so even with me, again, going back, I could go back at least about five years and say I've been intentional about even trying to do the self work. Because I understand that in order for me to help even my family, I got to help myself first. Big facts. So I've been working incrementally, you know what I'm saying, outwardly, progressively, starting from within myself and, you know, really just learning, you know, like I don't take nothing personal. I know what it what it means to be effective and non-effective and we need communication. We need understanding. So I approach things with openness, like, listen. And but, you know, depending on the level of uh, awareness and understanding within others, everybody's not going to understand. They're not going to see they're not going to even meet you where you are because they they don't even understand that you're coming down to meet them where they are. They don't get it. So I don't look at myself as someone who's like so high or low when it comes to, you know, being amongst my people. I don't think that. But in my own world and in my own lane, I've been elevating my mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Intentionally learning, self-developing, putting myself around people that are doing the things that I want to do. You know, getting myself mentors, coaches like I've been doing these things. I've been going back to, to study the things that I feel like is missing from my skill sets and to master myself, basically. Yeah. So when I come around other people who are not doing that. They might feel some type of way toward me because of the way I'm carrying myself now. I'm increasing my own value. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm increasing my own self-worth. So yeah. there are things that are, I'm, I have standards now. I didn't have standards before. Before Same. you could talk to me any kind of way and treat me any kind of way. And I'd still be like, you know what? I love you. Yeah. Now I'm like. Yeah. I see you when I see you. That's an hour later. Yeah. Facts. So. What what did you used to make space for that you no longer make space for? Like things you used to be okay with and now you like it's a hard no. Like outside of, you know, how somebody talked to you, but what's some other things that you don't hold space for anymore? Um like from twenty nineteen to now into twenty twenty. It's, it's, it's been a very hard thing because 2020, with the pandemic and seeing how people just left us lonely, they ain't have their family around, they ain't had nobody to talk to. They A lot of people died in these hospitals lonely with no one, not hearing a voice, not knowing what was going on. They just was wiped out. Mm. That understanding and then realizing that like you said, every, you know, every happier, every day above, above ground, right? That's what you say? You know? Happy another day. Happy another day. Happy you know, another day above variations ground. Variations are cool. Yeah. But it's like that, though. Like, yeah. it's a simple thing, but it's so powerful. 
So my thinking is now it's like, whoa, I've been holding space for everybody around me to grow. That's been my thing because I don't I'm not going to hold you accountable for something that we all have the responsibility to do. And we don't know what that means all the time. Everybody's growing. So I can hold space for you and allow you to grow. If you're a man that I'm in love with and I know that we might not be on the same page, right? But I'm going to hold space for you because you're growing. I'm growing. Let's grow. Yeah. But what I realize now after all of this is that I'm no longer able. I don't have the capacity any longer to hold space for anybody else to grow because I have to grow. True. You steady putting the... Tilling, helping somebody till they soil, and there's nothing being replenished in yours. It's not being moved around so the nutrients and shit could be put back in it. It's like, nah, but I got the nutrients. I got you. Come on, let's. Because when you get good, we can get me good. But like you said, it only works the one way. If I'm good, we're good. If I'm not good, we're not good. We're not good. Because it's still going to be off balance. It's still going to be, like, out of whack. Because right. now you got way more. And I don't have shit. And I'm depleted. Facts. And that's how I've been feeling. Like, yo, I just feel like on one way that I'm looking at it, I feel empty. And I'm exhausted. And I'm hurt. And I'm tired. And I'm sad. And then I'm, like, not miserable. But I'm just like, eh. Yeah. I don't have it. Yeah. And but then on the flip side, I got abundance and everything. But I can't tap into my abundance if I'm still worrying about what I was doing over here. That was my abundance is coming back to me now. Yeah. So I one of the things was I had to learn how to receive. I'm a giver naturally. So I'm giving everything. Excuse me. But now I'm learning how to receive. And it's like, okay, in order to receive, you have to have your hands open. So my hands are no longer occupied by the things that I was doing because I cared, because I wanted to. Now I'm like, yeah, those things. So really to answer your question, it's like it got to be about me now. And whoever don't like it, whoever feels a, a way about it, it's a personal thing. Facts. They gotta, they gotta handle that. That ain't none of my business. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, and a lot of these um, conversations I've been having have been with people in my peer group, like people who are come up from the same era. We '80s babies, so we have a, a, a unique vantage point on life Mm -hmm. like especially being in the digital age coming from the analog age but watching the digital age usher in like Mm -hmm. we didn't have no clue that playing Oregon Trail on a fucking floppy disk back in the seventh grade was gonna be total access to the entire world in the palm of your fucking hands I would not have fathomed that shit Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have fathomed that my 84 year old grandmother be sending me text messages with emojis and everything (laughs) meanwhile my grandfather who's the same age same era that nigga is in a i'd be like yo he want the most smartest smartphone but still don't Don't know know. how to use it (laughs) The nigga told me his whole fucking phone bill doubled 
because he kept calling 411 from his cell phone. I'm like, what? granddad. He's like, yeah, every time I call, they charge me two fucking dollars. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> like, nigga. What you mean? <laughs> Anywho, so being in this unique vantage point, do you think that there's a certain level of value that our age group can add to the world, should add to the world, and why? That's an excellent question. And I was listening to um, the girl, Adrian Bayoun. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name, but she's the girl from the Cheetah Girls and the group 3LW. Now she's on The View. I think she's like the gotcha. the main co-host, yeah. the main host on The View. But she was... She the was, one that's married to Jeezy. Not Jeezy. Who her dude? He's some, some, I don't know. I know she's married, but yeah. So, but she was basically saying how when she was younger, she would be doing stuff like reading the teleprompters or whatever she would read in Spanish or whatever on the TVs. And she would have her ask her friends to come over and like help her. That was fun to her. She was like, it wasn't fun to her friends. Yeah. But she said something that she enjoyed so much ended up becoming useful and helpful in what she was trying to do in terms of like now she's an entertainer she she just was used to doing things and it got her in the door because she had done these things when she was younger so what I took from that and then she said it's something that you know she used to be laughed at about people made fun of her it was just like this this mockery around it and she like but who knew that the thing that I that everybody mocked me for was the thing that I'm it it afforded me this life that I have right now and I have a beautiful life you know what I'm saying so one of the things that I get from that and I took from that was you know when it comes to teaching you know what I'm saying like people underestimate the value of a teacher it's not just because you know I'm in a position to tell you what to do and make you do some work but no the responsibility to actually teach you something so that you can learn and that you can have a better future based off of the elevation or the development of your mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like I look at like our previous generations, right? Like we had a lot of people in our generations that they judged us for making the wrong decisions, but they never took the opportunity to sit down and try to teach us in a way that we can understand it. So as we evolve, we understand that we we see things different and we know better so we can teach our kids something that that may, they may not see because we've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. But then you have a generation like ahead of us, a couple of the generations ahead of us, they don't see the value in removing out of themselves to switch it up a little bit, switch up the lenses and, and teach according to the lenses of the people that need to see. Yeah. So I understand as a parent, it can get very tricky because you're you're so emotionally attached and emotionally involved. So it becomes a thing where it's like me personally, like now I can see the the duality or maybe the lack thereof, because as a teacher, I'm effective. I know how to step into the 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 minds of the children and teach them according to where they are and meet them where they are. But as a parent, it's like. Don't you see what I'm trying to do for you? Don't you see that everything I do is for you? I'm sacrificing. I'm I'm a couple steps ahead of you because I need to protect you about things that you don't even know. And but you're fighting me. And so it's, there's this friction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like 
trying to just really understand, have that understanding, like, you know, no matter what, just keep going. In order to be effective at anything, you just got to keep going. So, like, our generation is pretty much responsible for doing something that a lot of the previous generations didn't do. Couldn't do. Like, they wasn't even aware enough to, like, whooping your kid's ass. Mm -hmm. Don't do shit. (gasps) And the adage, spare the rod, spoil the child, taking that shit literal is why, in my opinion, I feel like our generation is valuable Mm -hmm. because we're the ones that actually, like, broke that generational thing Mm -hmm. in order to talk to the head, in order to talk to the heart, in order to be effective at communicating a certain idea mm-hmm. as opposed to just do what the fuck I said because that's what the fuck I said. <laughs> it's like, well, here's the thing about that, right? You have a whole generation of do what the fuck I said. We don't have no window view into why. Like how you said, I'm, I'm a couple of steps ahead of you because I need to protect you from things that You don't even know I'm protecting you from. Mm -hmm. If our parents took the time to say, this is what sacrifice is. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm doing. Because in order for you to be able to do X, Y, Z, W, Q, X, T, whatever the fuck letters you want to put there. Right. It won't happen if I don't do this. And I know this might feel like X, Y, Z. Prime example. I work, especially right now, I'm 40, I have three children, one about to be 20, one just turned 16, She, I'm at um, 15, she's about to be 16, how old is my daughter, two, uh, <laughs> carry the seven, 15, she's about to be 16, and my youngest just turned six, so it's like, this space that I find myself occupying, I, I, I want to let you know why I'm operating the way I'm operating. Because I'm all not all over the place. Mm-hmm. I know where I'm at. But to my kids, they don't know that daddy's doing handyman shit. Because he's building a business on the side that he's hopefully be able to pass the baton to to them. Mm-hmm. They don't know that when they see me on a computer late as hell editing or I just tell them I make movies. That that is something that I'm building to put them in the fold to be able to express themselves whatever kind of way they want. Mm-hmm. So the context that I give my daughter, the context that I give my sons, I saw my mother do the same thing, but my mother never, my mother sold drugs. Let's just get that out the way. Shout out to Lucille. <laughs> thug life. Thug life. Oh, my geez. mother sold drugs, right? Like was a butcher at the poppy store. This was before the bodega was like really the bodega, the poppy spot. Mm -hmm. My mother was a butcher and she worked at the bank. Wow. 
to me as a kid, my mother was never home. Mm-hmm. And when she was home, my mother was cursing and whooping ass. <laughs> Feel me? <laughs> So the context that I have now as a parent, I realized it was just stress. Mm. You're a single mom raising four children by yourself. Mm. None of the dads are actively participating in this evolution of the children that they help make. Mm -hmm. So the level of get just do what the fuck I said, I get it. It came from a it's all on me. So if you live or die, it's on my watch. You're not going to die on my watch. You know what I'm saying? You're going to thrive on my watch. Mm-hmm. But they didn't have, my mother didn't have the, she didn't have the verbiage. She didn't have the, and they were a significant generation because they came from civil rights. My mother was like 13 years old when Martin Luther King was assassinated. Okay. Like, my mother lived through that shit. Mm-hmm. So it was like, imagine the value that our parents' generation could have bestowed on us had they been a little bit more... Open. Open. A little bit more... Which is today, intentional. I don't even think the word intention really became a thing until, <laughs> like, the past five minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like, can agree. Because no one knows that you have to be responsible for yourself. And one of the conversations that I just had with my daughter, and this is all ironic conversations because she and I are going through a really rough time. Yeah. And, you know, I had to tell her, like, you have to... um you have four more years. She's 14 right now. You got four more years. I'm responsible for you. Your father is responsible for you. When you 18, you're going to be responsible for yourself. So in these next four years, let me do my job. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm the perfect mother. I'm not saying that I got everything all figured out. But everything that you was just saying, no, I don't have four. But I do have one, and it's just me. It is it is, it's not... I spend a lot of days laying down, crying myself to sleep because it's not easy. And knowing that you have to be self-sufficient and be able to uh, take and own the responsibility of making sure that you're okay, making sure that you thrive. It's things that's going on in my mind that I, I have to be aware of. So I'm doing my part. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. I just need you to believe in me and trust me. Excuse me. So it's just, it's not, it's not easy, you know, but then it's like, again, I'm, it's, everything is how you look at it yeah. from one minute. I could look at it out, out of my mother's eyes or my, my motherly eyes. I want to say, yeah. and say, this hurts. It doesn't feel good when I'm at odds with my daughter that I do so much for and I care so much about and I love so much. Right. But then on the flip side, I'm like, okay, you know what? I could remove myself. I have the ability, which a lot of people don't. Yeah. They don't have the ability to come out that mommy mode and step into educator mode. I'm a teacher. This is what I do. Yeah. As a teacher, you can't take things personal. As a mother, you can. So it's a lot of mothers out there that are not teachers, but they take things personally. They, they don't know how to differentiate the two. Yeah. 
know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like I'm I'm grateful for that. And so stepping in to that teacher mode is is a is an understanding that it's not about me. And it's not even about the other person. It's about being effective. Yeah. And it's about the future, making the future good, because this is just a moment that somebody somebody probably don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's us, whether it's the children, the understanding, the awareness is not not there. So at some point, they'll look, be able to look back and say, oh, that's what my mom was doing. That's what my dad was talking about. Like, I get it. Yeah, I've 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 had a few of those, especially like rest in peace. It'll Mm. be four years next year that um, my dad's been my dad's transition. And there's certain things that I find myself like, you fucking nigga. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, looking at my pops, because our relationship was very like this. Mm -hmm. Like, how I talk to you is exactly how my dad talked to me. Mm -hmm. Like, very no-holds-barred, very like a person. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the thing I appreciate the most about me and my dad's relationship because those hats like how you were saying being able to differentiate when my father was out here getting high and hustling the world and sticking niggas up and all that shit I don't think he realized he was a teacher Mm. I don't think he did but when he realized he was it was like he was able to take off the I'm a dad hat mm-hmm. and I'm a person hat and I'm going to just talk to you like this like is a me. person. Like mm-hmm. you my son, but you a person. And this is the shit that people would be more equipped in this world to handle certain things if they had this information. You mm-hmm. feel me? What do you do to put yourself in a space to... As a mom, go at it with a certain level of intention and taking off the hat when you need to. Like, what, how does, how did that become an awareness of yours? And when did you start to, like, sit in it more like, you know what? I can actually not be none of these hats (laughs) that I'm wearing. I could just... I could just put these shits in the closet and pick them up whenever I want to. I think it comes with a level of self-awareness, you know, like the more that I get to really know and truly understand myself, Mm -hmm. I just be like, all right, it is what it is. You know, that's crazy. Crazy. Um, But... (laughs) I'm just saying this nigga spinning the fuck out like shit. Bam, like, oh, exactly. shit nigga. Exactly. That's the whole you know, thing. It's all this snow on the ground. That was too snow, much. Nigga. That's too much. That's your, your heart. It. I seen that shit like this nigga's about to bang in the, into this shit hard as hell. Like, my bad. Oh, both Man. of us. We both saw that because my heart started beating fast. I said, I ain't even know what to say. I ain't even know what was happening right now because all I could look at the car the car speeding like that in reverse that was crazy man (sighs) all right well breathe (laughs) (laughs) i was i was about to say something 
along the lines of like, like I, this is one thing that I can say, you know, we're, we are products of our environments. I always say we are products of our environments, but we are also the solutions. Mm -hmm. So we're the product with the problem, the product and the the solution. Mm -hmm. Right. Or maybe I would say we are the problems of our environment and we are the solutions. We are products, no doubt. Facts. But you, when we look at it in a different way, like, all right, so what are we going to do to fix it? Yeah. What am I going to do to change the trajectory How of things? How can I play my part? How even, even it even goes back to this whole thing, right? Like the generational curses, like how do we break those? How do we, what do we do differently that puts us in a situation where we can have something different? So like with my daughter, you know, I had a conversation with my oldest brother. My brother is incarcerated right now. He, you know, he has a lot of insight, but it's a lot of things that, you know, like one thing within my, my immediate family, we never took the time to really sit down and have a conversation and dig about our different perspectives. It's like, for me, I'm the youngest in a sense, like of like really my generation. So you got like people, the elders in the older generations they have their mindsets and they have their pers perspectives and perceptions and it becomes a battle where it's like it's pushing it onto mine and then it's like i'm not sitting here trying to disagree with you or agree i just want to speak and be heard and when that can't happen don't expect for me to do it either because i know you already i watched you grow i, I watched all of y'all i grew up watching everybody i'm an observer so it's nothing you could tell me that I don't already know about you. So, but I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable knowing because people don't want to, they don't, they want to. Yeah, guard up. People don't want you to see the real them. And yeah. so for me, I, 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 it's not a lot that I haven't seen. It's not a lot that I don't know. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm still learning and I'm so full, you know what I'm saying? But in the same token, I'm so grateful for my experiences and I'm grateful for my elders, everyone my si my siblings i'm grateful for everything that they bring and what they bring me value yeah. but it becomes a problem when they don't want to acknowledge the value that i bring and yeah. they don't want to acknowledge the perspective that i have and it's not to negate theirs it's not to counter theirs it's not to do any of that it's just to be there yeah and one of the things that i realize is when we talk about having a seat at the table, right? The first seats at any table should be within our family sure. and everybody should have all of their perspectives on the table. If we know, then we're able to move forward together and more powerful and more strengthened. It's not about your downfalls. It's not, a, we all got them. We all got flaws, but we all should be coming together and building together. When I can't do that with somebody, I don't care if you're my mother, my father, my sibling, my aunt, my uncle. If we can't sit down and do that and I can't be respected for the for the perspective that I bring, then it's it, it, we can't. Yeah, we can't. What are we, what are we doing? Yeah. True. So ultimately, I, I get there from being able to step outside of myself sometimes and consider my daughter's perspective. I might go off because I got feelings too. And I'm not, I'm tired of succumbing my feelings. I'm going to get my feelings out. Like you said, we, we got popped and beat and whooped without having a chance to be heard. Yeah, you so even, you could just, but can I say something? Hell no. No. Yeah. I was telling somebody, like, I remember 
I was uh I had an argument with my sister. Me and my sister always used to fight. I don't even know why, but it just used to be weird. Like I, mean, I felt like she used to pick too. Oh yeah, me and she older. Yeah. Me and my younger brother, we two years apart. You picked on him? No, he used to be a fucking terror. <laughs> Yo, my brother is a, he's a to this day he's a he's a thirty eight year old asshole. He is. <laughs> I love that. Look, I love him to fucking death because he. He's the type that when we were younger, I wasn't a fighter. Mm-hmm. He used to be trying to fuck niggas up my age, older than me. Like, that's my brother. But he would also torment the shit out of me. Like That sound like my sister. Yeah. That sound like my sister. She's two years older than me. And we all, it was just always this thing. Even now, like later in life, like I hosted an event one time and I gave her a shout out because I'm like, yo. Because of her, I knew how to fight. I wasn't a fighter either. I didn't yeah. like... I'm such a peaceful... Kum, not kumbaya, but like, come on, let's just go yeah. together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of person... I'm not a fighter. I don't like to argue. I don't like to do none of that. But I realize more and more that sometimes it's not so much about arguing. It's about being able to make sure that you make your voice heard. Yeah. And even if that means you remove it. You know what I'm saying? And then even when it comes to fighting, like, you're going to have to defend yourself. I had to fight guys that I was in relationships with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just because I had to defend myself. I, could, I wasn't just going to let them hit me. You're not going to ever be able to get that. No, I'm not going to ever, you know, step outside of myself and hit a man. My dad, my brothers always told us, like, don't hit no man. Right? But in the same token, it's been men that has hit me. And they, they, they had to learn a whole nother experience when it came to me yeah and they probably will will never do it again like, hopefully to any other woman yeah because i'm a, I, I don't i don't play with people like old girl from uh harlem Knights. <laughs> oh you want to hit people <laughs> with garbage cans yeah i mean yeah but i you know i'm thankful for my sister for for that you know what i'm saying because you know at some point you will have to fight and defend yourself but at the end of the day like you know i will always have this feeling like you know i don't want to i don't want to hurt the people that i love yeah i think we're just supposed to be gentle and calm with one another cuz we got to fight the world when we come outside of our home i don't want to i'm tired of fighting everybody if i got to fight with you then i will move myself yeah. and then i'm a, i'm going to love you from afar I got to fight with you. I don't think I can really fuck with you. Yeah. I was telling my daughter that um, last week, actually, because her and my youngest, they're 10 years apart with this pandemic shit. He had a whole swollen ass eye thing last week. He couldn't go to school. Mm. And she's in school. Homeschool, obviously. And they bickering. They end up calling my wife at work mad times. My wife called me like, I just had to go off on your fucking kids because <laughs> they just too much, right? So I'm telling my daughter, I came home. My son came to the door like, he ain't know how to take it, though. He like, wait a minute. It's like, daddy mad? <laughs> like, is he happy? Because he came to the door like, what are you doing here? Like, I mean, how did you get here? My point, I'm telling my daughter, in this house, both of my kids, in this house, this is our refuge from the world. This is where we come to retool and recharge and re-strengthen 
mm-hmm. here in this house. This is our fucking sanctuary. Mm-hmm. We don't have time to be fighting and bickering and arguing with each other when we got the whole entire world just waiting to do that. Yeah. Like, the world is like, oh, you want negativity? Check this out. We got all kinds of negativity. We got, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got all types of shit out here for you. Yeah. And to be in the world and, you know, go through the ebbs and flows and then come back home, come and, back home. and unleash that shit on the people that you live with kind of sucks a lot of ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I forgot to put it on uh, airplane mode. <laughs> Bam. But I, I, I feel that, and, and, you know, not for nothing. Like, So one of the things that I studied was early childhood development and education. That's another thing that helped me understand that, because I don't... I don't think, had I not studied that, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be able to have this duality about me of being a teacher and a mother. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would just be a mother. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I, um, I'm very grateful for that because it's like when you learn the way something works, like our brains, <laughs> yeah. it, it makes you see things differently. And it makes you give things that respect. I can respect where my daughter is right now in her growth and development process. And but being able to step outside of that and still be like, I'm still a mother and I still feel it. So I take my aggression out like she got a side of me last night that she probably never saw because I said everything that I wanted to say. And I felt all the feelings that I needed to feel. And I made sure she knew it as well as her father. So it was like, no, I probably shouldn't have did that. But that's me owning my shit. That's yeah. me owning. Listen, I'm still growing too. Yeah. And I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm going to get back to teacher mode tomorrow. Yeah. But today, you gonna get these hands. y'all going to get all of this. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't care how you feel about it. Yeah. Ever. Facts. So, but when it comes to that whole understanding of like, okay, wanting to break the generational curses or do something different. It's like, you know, I know we got to do it with love. Finesse. Yeah. Some grace. It takes time to Oof. get there, though. It do. Because you got your, everybody's in process. Yeah. Nobody has it figured out. Yeah. And newsflash, nobody can figure it out for you. Mm. You have to figure it out for yourself. So at the end of the day, it's like, to get to a point of grace, to get to a point of understanding, to get to a point of awareness, to get to a point of conscious energy, to get to a point of intentionality, mm-hmm. that shit in itself is a heavy ass fucking lift. It's a because in order to get grace, you have to be ungraceful. In order to have understanding, you have to be misunderstood. And, like, you have to have it in order to be like, you know what? I, I think I want that better Like being impatient Right Being impatient Makes you want to be patient Yeah. Once you become aware of how your impatience Isn't really serving yeah. It's not serving So One more question Then we're going to switch it up Wait let me say this real quick But while the thought is here go ahead, go ahead. Like when it comes to uh, The whole thing of being able to Switch roles right mm-hmm. You had asked a question a little while ago and you said, like, in terms of, like, what 
with this like the whole transition of 2019 coming into 2020 mm-hmm. what have what did I have to release or whatever in order to like what did I have to release in order to make space for something else something mm-hmm. along the lines of that and my answer to you was I have to let everybody else go so that I can grow now the humbling part of that right the very very humbling part is that unfortunately when it comes to my child I can't do that with her like all the grown-ups the family members the friends the people who were in my life taking up space but not necessarily really holding the same space for me I can it's a wash and it's all good and it's all love I don't got no I don't harbor no feelings I don't harbor nothing it's just that I had to I got to use that energy now for me and but the humbling part is being a mother, I can't do that with my daughter. So I have to keep trying to figure it out. So it's not a matter of being set or stuck on one way. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to like analog it, keep turning the channel to try to figure it out. Because at the end of it, like I know that I'm ultimately responsible for my daughter. And it means that even if I have to put some space in between us so that she can see me from a different lens, maybe... It's that whole familiarity breeds contempt, is it? Is it yeah. contempt or content? Because I always mix it up. I don't know. Whatever one it is, yeah. we, that's, the, that's start it. Start with a C. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, you know. So it's that thing of putting some space there so that she can hopefully see me from a different lens and, and realize these things. Because there is opportunities, you know. She She's very blessed. So at this point, it's like, but I still know that I, it can't just fully 100% be about me, at least for the next four years until she's 18, because she is my responsibility. So even if I, if I got to maneuver, switch things up a little bit, maybe it's not, it's not going to work out this way. Maybe we got to, you know, try something different. But either way, I have to hold space for her to grow. Just like I got to continue to work on myself and grow myself up. True. So. I mean, as long as you hold in the same space for yourself, that's that's all you really can do. Right. I'm, I'm noticing, especially this year, my intention for 2020 was to make space for the family. Yeah. Make space for my family financially, emotionally, mentally. Mm. Like, to make space. And in, in setting out with that intention of making space... What ended up happening <laughs> as a result? Okay, I'm sorry. I was getting excited because oh. you are uh, you're one of the things that I love about you are just your the qualities. Uh, so I mean, no, it's all good. Just like hearing you speak about your family, the 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 fact that you are intentional about these things is very it's integral. It's so needed when it comes to like building anything. And so many of us are like, we're missing that. And I'm sorry, I should have. Yeah, we, you know, so many of us Sponsored are missing it. <laughs> ran the phone. <laughs> so, but we're missing it. We're missing the mark because it's, we need it. We need more of that. Even if it's not with people, like, this is one thing I want to discuss too. It's like, Everything doesn't have to be uh, a romantic relationship. True. Everything doesn't have to be romanticized and being a thing where we are an item. Like, you are who you are. You have your family. 
You have your goals. You're a human being in this world pushing yourself forward. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. I respect you for that. It doesn't mean that me and you have to come together to join forces yeah. in a sexual way. We don't yeah. that's not always the the thing. That's not always what we're here for. True. And we can we can respect one another's boundaries and build even a doper a doper relationship by saying, you know what? There are things in place, but that's those things are your p- personal private things. Yeah. And I respect those things. So it's this thing where like nowadays you know, it's it's very rare to come across like a male type of relationship that can just respect you for being a human being and not a woman with a fat ass or a woman with big boobs and a woman that's beautiful and, and just deep down inside. We already know everybody is always looking and got these yeah. kind of I want to say perverted eyes, but it's not really perverted. Maybe it's not. It's just the whole idea that. You're beautiful and and you being beautiful makes me want you in a different type of way. And that's it's okay because we're human. But how do we control that and and really see a little bit deeper? Because you might get to a point where you see something in me that you can't stand or you think is utterly disgusting or something. And then all of that shit is going to go out the window. And then now you done wasted a whole person because of your, your expectations. Facts. Thanks. So yeah, Whew. Whew. I got that out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Listen, I told you, intention this year is to make space. Whew. So, this space that I've been creating inadvertently made me realize, like, I really, although I'm, I'm, and I appreciate what you're saying. I realized I still had the man to fuck up. Mm. I realized I still had to, like, as a man, there's a certain level of security that you get from being around a fucking man. Like, a a man dipped in masculine energy, guided by feminine energy, Mm. and being able to, like, intertwine and play in the shit Mm. because that's what it's meant for. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have got that without being... Without setting the intention that I had. Did I hit the mark every time? Hell no. No, right. I'm a bumbling fucking idiot in the <laughs> shit. Like, oh shit. I didn't mean to do th- I'm sorry. Like, Steve Merkel and shit. Like, I went to catch something that I was about to break and broke something else in the process. <laughs> but what I respect about it is com- coming into December with the realization like, yo, you, you really got a man to fuck up. It was like a a switch flipped mm. to be more intentional, to be more um, purposed mm-hmm. in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Not what I'm about to get out of this, yeah. but what I get to give when mm. I do this. Mm-mm-mm. I get to, although they be 17-hour fucking days, I get to go hard for my family. Mm. I get to do that. I get to be something that when my daughter looks at me, she has a relationship with me mm-hmm. as a man that when it comes to being in relationships with other men, mm-hmm. she has a, a standard. It's right. like, nah, because right. men don't act like that. My father don't do that. My shit. father ain't do that. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like, and the fact that she's not my biological daughter makes it even like, 
more like that space. It's even more because it's like I want you to know through what I do how hard I go for you mm. as opposed to what I'm telling you. Sweet nothing. And then it's like you're being that example. That's how the kids learn. Facts. So a lot of men don't realize it's like, oh, I'm a dog women out all my life. But then I'm going to get to a point where my daughter is an adult. Then I'm going to change my ways. Maybe not even change my ways. But I'm going to try to help my daughter go in this way, right, of knowing that I love her, knowing that I care for her, which is needed. But then you missed out on an opportunity to show her what it's like to treat a woman. Yeah. So you're doing these things for your wife. Yeah. You're showing her in a different way. Right. Yes, you can be intentional about the things that you're doing, but it's your actions that's going to speak louder. Everybody knows this. We knows it. We know this, but we don't really talk about it. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, I never seen my father do a lot when it came to my mother, when it comes to being warm and fuzzy. He drove trucks. He came home from work. He my mother fed my mother fed us. You know, they kept a roof over our head. They did the, the, the things that were necessary. And I'm so grateful for my mother and my father like no other like I love them so much like just the memories that we have is awesome yeah and what I realized even with me understanding early childhood development education and even now with my own daughter now that she's growing up to be a teenager the things that were missing is the things that I hope I can only hope that my daughter get because yeah. I didn't know growing up with my father and the men around me I didn't know that I needed to have standards when it come to men. I just knew that if they told me something that I liked, excuse me, if they if they made me feel warm and fuzzy, yeah. I was like, you want you me? me? You like me. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. Where <laughs> we going? <laughs> what time I got to be ready? You coming to get me? What, what we doing? And if, and it, but it had to be mutual. It had to be like, oh, I like you too. Yeah. Let's go. That's all I thought it took. I'm, I was so wrong. I was so wrong, but then I, now I know, like, now that I got standards about myself, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, like, you, you gotta do a little, you gotta, you. yeah, you gotta do a little bit more because what's on the outside of me is so much more, like, you don't even know the core. You, you ain't, you, when, when you know the core, then you're gonna be like, damn. Yeah. That's why it's this whole thing when, it, like, in the world right now where, like, everybody is so fixated on, women in their bodies and their looks and all that stuff but if you really understand what it means to really like find someone of value and of substance like that whole inner being is a whole nother it's a whole nother thing it's a whole nother world thanks so a lot of guys like that i met and that i did you know get let them really get to know me we still good to this day we still got love for one another like anybody that i ever really truly loved i never stopped loving them but I realized at some point they they don't they don't even recognize the woman that's standing in front of them, even at my worst. Yeah. So when you do see me showing up with, you know, everybody like to see the red bottoms you like to see. And you're so used to seeing everybody with their bodies exposed and looking the part with makeup and all this other shit. That If that's what you want, go ahead, yeah. get that. But over here, I'm building. I'm building yeah. a whole fucker fuck empire like I'm building a dynasty. Yeah. Up under all of y'all. Big facts. <laughs> so at the end of it, like you could go get that, but I'm gonna be over here, yeah. and I'm gonna still love you. But yeah, they don't. 
to me, honestly, women are women are still water. Mm. Like y'all run deep. It's it's a different space. Like even this year, um, doing business with women mm. is an intentionality of mine. Mm-hmm. Just because I understand that the value that my wife brings to me. Mm. She's the one that coined being a moment, being a moment. Because mm-hmm. at first it was just in the moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, in the moment. It's like really cool. And there's like presents and blah, blah, blah. And she was just like doing dishes. She was like, <laughs> she was like, I like it. She was like, I do. Went back to doing dishes. 20 minutes later or so, she's like, yo. You should name it B in the moment. Because mm. it's like, she's like, right? B, because it's you. Right. So you're B mm-hmm. and you're in the moment. Yep. But then you're present. So you're like being in the moment. <laughs> and I was like, that's what's up. That's it. So there's a certain Ooh. there's a certain value that I understand how the duality works. Yeah. It's like I'm starting to see it past this sexual energy because for me growing up not to say like I love sex right I'll put it like that Mm -hmm. I wasn't never like a sexually promiscuous guy Mm -hmm. like I wasn't the nigga that had to have mad bitches to be on some like I got mad bitches I get mad pussy (laughs) I was never that guy like never I never was that guy if anything, I'm the worst fucking guy to date because I am the fucking relationship type of guy, right? Mm-hmm. But being in this relationship with my wife started to peel back layers of like, you can exchange this energy without it having to be anything other than this exchange. Mm. It doesn't have to be, why does it have to be anything other than? Whatever this energy that we're siphoning around with each other, why does it have to be anything other than that? Right. It don't have to be. So, anywho, what I wanted to ask was, if you could say something to somebody without any um, backlash, who would it be and what would you say? Ooh. Without any backlash. Ooh. So you putting me on a spot. And you can ask me too. Like, for real. Um, without any backlash. The reason why I'm a... Should I just... I'm going to say it and then I'll tell you the reason after that. It would be my mother. Because my mom... And I, we have a very interesting relationship. Like, I wasn't always very verbal growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, I was to a certain point. It was like, I remember one time, I don't know if I said this. I feel like I said this recently, but maybe not right now. But I remember one time me and my sister was fighting and arguing. And then um, my dad, like, he smacked me. Mm. And I, rem- I remember that feeling of being, like, just hurt violated because it was like it wasn't so I was mad and I remember 
my voice was raised because typically when I get upset, I just I I I get yeah. And and then growing up, I didn't always know how to speak to a point where it was like just say how you feel. You don't have to yell it out. Yeah. But coming growing up, that was like my environment. I I almost want to say I grew up in a very hostile environment like that. Like everybody fought, yelled. It, It was either that or it was calm. But it was no in between. There was no family discussions. There were no. There was no. Okay, how do you feel? Why do you feel that way? No. Uh, no making sense of anything. And so, when my dad hit me that one time, I just feel like after that, I just didn't want to talk anymore. So a lot of things just was just like, I just didn't talk. I mean, things were going, things that happened that shouldn't have happened to me, I didn't talk about, I didn't share with many people. I held on to them. So once I became older, actually like a few years ago, my father died. It'll be three years, like next week. Um, But like, even like a few years before that, like, you know, my parents had moved away and I called them, you know what I'm saying? And I just felt like, okay, your voice matters. I'm teaching my daughter that her voice matters and so that she can get comfortable with not burying things. You know what I'm saying? feeling like she got to turn up whenever she needs to express some shit. Yeah. And, and, but even like, so it's a couple of things that that has been happening with her. And I'm like, you know, if if you keep burying things, you're going to get to a point when you're older like me and you're going to have to go unpack and dig up a whole bunch of shit in order for you to be able to move forward. Yeah. So I did that simultaneously with raising you and then growing up to be a mother that can hopefully one day be able to lead by example because I have to be able to be a little bit more stable so if there were things that if there are things that's going on with you in your world right now don't bury it let's talk about it let's figure out how do we handle it so that you can move forward in light and love and not heaviness because it's always going to show up you know what I'm saying? Like, it always showed up for me, and I didn't understand yeah. until I became a little bit more intentional about what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like, why am I accepting this? Why am I, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Everything matters. Thanks. So, that question, you know, it would be to my mom, like, I understand that, you know, they, they come from a generation that everybody is quiet, but my mom, you know, intentionally, she 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 gets quiet when she I don't know if it's when she's challenged or when you know I have tried to have conversations she don't like to talk even now and I'm like you know I love my mom my mom is well respected she has this thing where a lot of people love her but at some point like you you got to be able to take ownership and, and accountability for the things that you did wrong yeah. even as a mother because I'm doing it right now as well yeah. it, it's not making me any less than a mother but for you to just not say nothing and be silent continuously and not want to address the things that I try to bring your way it's like I'm going I'm gonna honor you as my mother because you you know I'm gonna always do what I gotta do you know what I'm saying but even to the point where like I gotta take care of myself first it's healing that I had to do from Things that my mom didn't do. Yeah. Do I blame her? I used to. But then I look at it like she ain't have it. Yeah. So I can't be mad at her for not giving me something that she didn't have. Yeah. But in the same token, when you become a parent, this is one of the reasons why I started my company. I don't know. Proactive Parenting Solutions. Yeah. 
with being a parent, you have to be intentional about parenting. If you are, if it's if it's not something that's intentional by default, you already lost. This is a fact because I look at my oldest. For when my oldest, I was very intentional up until a certain age. It's like around when my son got like thirteen, mm-hmm. the intent changed. Mm-hmm. I realized there was a lot of shit that I had to do to grow me up and doing it simultaneously with my son I just it was a balancing act that I couldn't I couldn't I started realizing all the shit that I had um buried like you were saying when I look at my youngest son it was intention from conception like mm. we talked about mm-hmm. having a baby. Mm-hmm. We planned having a baby. Mm-hmm. The plan to have the baby just brought in a different energy, like you said, being intentional. Mm-hmm. When it comes to King, it's like he's six, but he's reading on a second grade level. He does math in his head, mm-hmm. like at six. Mm. Multiplication, nonetheless. Mm hmm. He's a reader, like avid reader. His creativity is like, he just can do whatever. He doesn't feel like there's nothing he can't do. I mean, he's still afraid of the dark sometimes, but you know, what kid isn't? But my point is like, when I look at my oldest son and I look at my youngest son, the the intentionality in between is so, I just, I be looking at my oldest son sometimes like, like, my nigga, you want to do over my nigga? <laughs> like, <coughs> excuse me, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yo, let me give you a do over real quick. Cause <coughs> the, the way I see it now, mm-hmm. I get why the church or most religious sects say marriage before children. Mm-hmm. What they're not saying is intentionality mm-hmm. breeds a different relationship. Yeah. They don't say that. But, man, parenting is... When you are intentionally parenting, mm-hmm. it's a world of difference yeah. between like just trying to figure that shit out and... You know what I'm saying? You weren't you you weren't expecting it, and because you weren't expecting it, everything that you're doing in the process says that you weren't expecting it. Right. Like you don't show up. You don't show up in the way that you really could or capable of showing up mm-hmm. in spurts, in times, in you know certain situations. But it's not a constant thing because there was no intention. So the intention of trying to put this thing in the fold becomes the thing and then you get it mm-hmm. but when that shit is like first and foremost like mm-hmm. we about to have some kids alright cool it's like when you hungry as hell and you intentionally go get something to eat you don't go get something that you don't like by accident yep. you go get what the fuck you want Right. the intention is like alright I'm about to get up put one foot in front of the other take my ass in the kitchen I got some onions, I got some peppers, I got some garlic. You know what I'm saying? I can chef up what I want Mm -hmm. because this is what I want. This is what I want to go do. Mm -hmm. All right now, (laughs) y'all.
<laughs> All right. So I like to ask this kind of question um, just to get your, you know, perspective. Mm-hmm. But and it's not a heavy question. It's actually a light question. I'd just be wanting to know if you could have a superpower. Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> I mean, we're only recording the podcast. Thank you. If you could have a superpower, what superpower would it be and why? Do you need choices or? Mm-mm. Okay. I do feel like I have a superpower, mm-hmm. right? I feel like one of them is love because I have this amazing innate ability to love beyond my feelings and beyond my expectations. Um, that helps me. It guides me because I realize that love is not about possession, right? To under to truly understand what that means is to truly know that it means freedom. So a lot of people, I don't think, get that. Love is associated with what you do for me, not what you give and who yeah, you are. Facts. So that is a beautiful thing that I feel within, and I've always had it. I just didn't know how to, you know, really verbalize it. And so I hold on to that. It helps me. It fuels me, and it 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 um it gives me life. You know what I mean. So, but the other thing would be to just hear how people talk about you when you're not around. You know, I feel like we live in a a, a society right now where like everything is like top security or top secret, including the way we really feel about people, and it's like right, wrong, or indifferent good, bad, or good or bad, you know, we can all see the bad in people. It's easy to see the flaws. But when you really look at somebody, you see the good in them, and you just really trash all the bad, Mm -hmm. it's like, can that be a thing? You know what I'm saying? So for me, I try to do that. You know what I'm saying? I try to do that, and I I do do that. Like, I've seen things, but I don't want to let those negative things of people determine who they are and and I don't I definitely don't want to paint any pictures to anyone about people's flaws because what does that say about me true I can be honest and say how I feel in my experiences in the moment right but the reality is I'm still going to try to find the good in somebody and and reflect that that's the reflection that I want to bear yeah. So I, you know, I, but I, I'm interested to just, you know, I want that superpower would be to literally just hear, you know, how other people really feel and what other people really think about me. Cause whether it's good or bad or whatever they see in me, it helps me to understand the reflection that they choose to bear. Interesting. I just want a super, super speed. Super speed, like yeah. just haul ass. Like just be able to go wherever, okay. fast as fuck. <laughs> just out. Like, okay, babe, I need to. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Say less. You know I mean? I that it. or being able to fly. Okay. Cause like my innate super superpower, I can make. Complex, simple. Yes. I'm, I like that superpower. I like that 
somebody could be like, man, the shit was whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean such and such? Like, mm-hmm. nigga, yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, yeah. Super speed or being able to fly. That's dope. Because um, it'd be real nice to get the fuck up out of here real quick. Like, look, Puerto Rico. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feel me? And either way, I could get there super speed. Ain't nobody going to see me. Mm-hmm. I'm out. I could grab whoever I want to grab. Like, mm-hmm. babe, we gone. But what about the... <laughs> But, you know, it's a lot of people in this whole, like, metaphysical world Mm -hmm. and realm of things that really feel like they have that as a superpower. Really? Like, they feel like they, if they, you know, whether it's, you know, through meditation or just, you know, learning to experience mindfulness over a long period of time, right? Like, for example, Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra, they are two people who they just have this chemistry with one another. I've read their books. I've listened to some of their shows. Like they are just my my guides in mm-hmm. a certain sense. You know what I'm saying? So, but they would always talk about how they meet each other in the field and it's almost like we don't have to talk. We don't have to see speak, you know, see each other, but we are connected. Our spirits are connected. We could do whatever we want to do in a in another realm that doesn't even require us physically. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I just think that that's so dope. And I often feel like that with a couple of my friends. Like we, we meet each other in a mind, in a, in a spirit, in an energy, in another energy realm of a world. And when, so when we do get together and connect, it's almost like we don't miss the beat. Facts. You know what I mean? We just, it's just, it's just, it just is what it is. So. All right. Last thing. Picked up a couple cards from the deck. This is so cool. And they have a whole app that got like everything. How to start conversations, mm. icebreakers, mm-hmm. um, this or that, what ifs, mm-hmm. like mash it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go with this one. What is something you hate but wish you loved? Whew. What is something that I hate, but I wish I loved? Mm-hmm. Can I skip? No, ain't no skip. You ain't can. No I got three to choose from. All right, let's skip because that's right. too much. That's too much for my brain right now. Got you. If everything in your house had to be one color, what color would you choose? I would say pink because that's my favorite color. Okay. Pink couch, pink Everything. floor, pink walls, pink silverware. I could, I could do it. I could do that. I could see it though. I could do it. Come in the crib. That shit would look real artsy. <laughs> Super artsy. <laughs> Me, if I could have, if it was one color for everything in the crib. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting. I never, I never thought about that. <laughs> Cause my my knee jerk reaction is like white. Yeah. But then I'm like, that shit gonna get dirty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just so white. It's, it's so white. vanilla. Like then blah. I'm like, Yo, I could do black. But mm-hmm. I'm like, black is sexy. Yeah, it is. But you gotta have like shit to make it pop. So right. it can't be all black. 
But check this though, because I was thinking that too, because that was going to be my first reaction yeah. was to say black. Because when you think about like number one, it, it doesn't say that you can have variations of color. So with it just say one color. So yeah. with pink, you could have Mad soft pink, hot facts. pink, any variation Look at of you. pink. Cheat mm. code in the question and shit. Mm. Okay, this is true. So I can have. Look, but look with yeah. black, right? You could do like matte black. True. Shiny black. True. Satin black. True. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. Okay. I think I'm gonna go black. Okay. <laughs> cool. Last, last. <laughs> what things do you do every day that you wish could be automated? That's interesting because it, it that's kind of the space that I am in my world right now, being a very intentional person and wanting to grow my businesses. So, um, just automating everything that I want to work without me. Mm. So I realized that everything in business, you know, it can work, you know, me being an operations person, right? Everything can work without you being there. You just have to be able to be, take the time and the energy to set it up. Um, but there are some things, right, that I, like, I can't automate being a mother. We can't automate that. being a parent. That's we can't fact. automate growing and realizing, you know, t- that we need to take time sometimes to reflect and so that we can have a little bit of uh, forgiveness for ourselves to be able to grow. Forgiveness to grow. Like, you got to forgive and let go to grow, right? Nice. So. But it would be the things that, that I can't automate would be my businesses and making sure that they can withstand and sustain, right, and grow. Um, so maintain, sustain, and grow, right? That that would be my, my answer. Me, if I could automate... Turning these sounds off. That child T's like, hey man, I know you didn't eat nothing today, my nigga. You feel me? Exactly. Um, if I could automate anything, it would be my how I how I respond to my intuition. Like mm. when my intuition is like, go left. Mm-hmm. I wish I could automate the adhering to that. Because mm. this. Like, learning that my intuition is actually a thing, something that I had had it been brought to my awareness younger. Okay. I'd be able to kind of tap into it with mm. more, get more use out of it type mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. I wish that oh, the intent, no, nah, you good. I wish that the intention, my, my intuition would be like on cal- calendar invite status like hmm Mm. all right it's going on your calendar (laughs) (laughs) like intuition that shit's like yep we're gonna set the reminder Mm -hmm. you feel me Mm -hmm. i think that would be cool especially learning how paying attention to how that shit actually serves a purpose Mm -hmm. you feel me Mm -hmm. so we've been rocking like I said, this is the process. I don't 
I'm learning how to be a good podcast host and shit. Mm-hmm. If you could leave some words of wisdom or drop a gem on this audience of a million people, because you know mad people listening to this shit right That's now. That's right. That's right. Um, what would it be? It would be to be intentional about self-mastery. And no one knows what that looks like. No one knows what that means. But what the intentionality means that you are going to take risks. It means that you are going to put yourself out there when nobody else is willing. So that means you're going to have to, you know, learn. Like, so, for example, one thing I used to always pray for was strength. I didn't realize that what I was saying out of my mouth was God, universe, do something that's going to strengthen me. So you're going to be challenged. You're going to be stretched. Mm -hmm. You're going to be mocked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're going to be disrespected. Mm -hmm. You're going to be misunderstood. Church. You're going to have all of these negative things that's going to come that's going to strengthen you like a diamond, right? Like mm-hmm. Eric Thomas, Eric Thomas, you would always say like, you know, people always want to say they want to be a diamond and you want to. He's like, but you're not willing to go and get cut like a diamond. True. You know what I'm saying? You know, diamonds, they're beautiful, but they're processed from being pieces of coal all the way up into this beautiful, this beautiful thing. It's like. You, you, you got to put some respect on that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And sometimes we can, it's easy for us to do it in, to others. But when we're going through it and when we are that, it doesn't feel good. So I appreciate the people in my world, you know what I'm saying, that see it and that, that tell me and that, that handle, handle me as such. You know what I'm saying? And so that helps me with giving grace to myself and being more intentional about the fact that I got to keep going. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that would be it. It's like be intentional about not giving up because, you know, ultimately the goal is to to thrive. You know what I mean? It's to thrive and to leave here empty, right? Like Dr. Miles Monroe said, he was like, you know, live full, die empty. So if we're not living full and dying empty, then we're going to die full. And the graveyard, like Les Brown say, is full of that. It's, he said the graveyard is the most expensive. Um, did he say expensive? The most, uh, I want to, not expensive, but Valuable. the, yeah, he was like, because everybody die with their dreams inside of them. Yeah. On that note. My imparting gem okay. would be, <laughs> and no no pun either, it just so <laughs> happened, right, to sing your note. Mm. The reality is this note that God, the creator, blessed us with. Mm. Our only task is to sing or play or dance or whatever we want to do with this note that we see fit, mm-hmm. right? Because once we die, that note is never going to be heard ever again. That's it. Ever. Nobody's not going to hear sponsored by the nigga's loud-ass engine. <laughs> um, but nobody's ever going to hear that. Right. So it would be, like you said, self-mastery. Master that note. Yes. 
you're the only person that's capable of putting it in the world. You're the only person that's capable of of having you. You're the one that has it. Mm-hmm. That's it. So play a note. Don't mm-hmm. let nobody try to tell you that the note you're playing is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's out of key. It's out of tune. That's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. How do you tune up your note? Mm-hmm. How can you tell somebody how to tune up their note? Mm-hmm. When we still learning how to tune, like tune up our note. So play a note. Get busy. Mm-hmm. And can I say something Go on ahead. that note? On, on that, on, on, on on that, that note. note. <laughs> You know, that's really our main responsibility, like, is to figure that out. And it's to help our children learn to figure that out. That's the, the, the next responsibility. And then the third responsibility is that once we have done that, then now we could we could be the orchestra. Facts. We could go into things in unison and have our community and have our tribes and the beautiful things that these things produce so so my friend I appreciate your time I really do cause I keep saying it like who the fuck am I mm. you know what I'm saying like just got this stupid ass podcast I'm, I'm bullshitting I'm bullshitting but I do thank you for spending the time with me chopping it up being vulnerable, allowing a piece of yourself to be in the world in a very un um trying to make it be something like I appreciate your rawness, I appreciate your youness. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. For Thank people you who wanna, me. you know, get in contact with you, follow what you're doing, be a part of your initiatives. Mm. Um, you know, you can leave your cash app and all that. Uh. <laughs> Cash app, but I'm gonna leave that first. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. Well, my name is Taj Williams. That's my name on all platforms. Um, Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook. It's like I have different modes and for different the different mediums, right? Yeah. So um, LinkedIn, Taj Williams. That's more my professional. Me trying to build that up. Um, to encompass all that I am it's such so many things that I do I wear many hats um Instagram is more just you know social my life as a mother as a woman just trying to you know learn more and more about self-care and my relationship really like with with my daughter and my family and the things that I love um and kind of like trying to just like spread love spread good vibes be be a light and a little bit of darkness um Facebook, I'm more so there. Like, I, t- I opened up a little bit more on Facebook. I have a following there of just more people who know me from like all areas of my life. So it's like I engage from that aspect of y'all, all my people. Some people, I, most people, I don't because it's a lot of followers that I don't know. But for the people that are there, they know me from all different ages and stages of my life. So um, that's pretty much it. I do. Um, I do love to write. I do have books that I've been writing in like quiet time, Um, especially during this pandemic. I've written a lot. I've gotten really quiet. So I do have a book that I never quite released. So, you know, it's a process like who knew that writing a book and I will be going through some of the very things that I'm trying to like help people with and understand. God is almost like, all right, like, let me shine this light on you real quick. 
know what I'm saying? Like in order to be an effective anything, you got to first master it first before you go try to help or be or teach anybody. Big fact. So conversations with my daughter is pending. It's coming. It's a. It's my baby. It's something that I feel like is going to be amazing once I actually get it out there. Um, and then also I'm working on an anthology coming up really soon called Journey the Journey to Greatness. It's a volume two that I'm working with uh, one of my coaches, Sade Y. Adu. She's awesome from Irvington. That's wavy. So that should be released like I want to say maybe the early part of the year, like maybe January, February. So that's coming right up. We kind of like getting into the whole yeah. mode of it now. So that's coming. But that's Swavy. it. Swavy. You heard her? Hit her wherever the fuck she said hit her. <laughs> Feel me? Don't disrespect, but support. Like, for me, I, I really want this to be a tribe. I'm going to make it a thing, but like AGGs. Okay. Above Ground Gangsters. I love it. Above Ground Gang. I love it. Um... And I would induct, I'm inducting you into the above ground Listen, family. I'm here. So I'm, I'm here I'm, for I'm, it. I'm going to have all that shit, like shirts and I'm going to have apparel and all that shit. But you'll be able to find this on the website, beingthemoment.com. I'm definitely putting it up on Anchor. I'm in the process of doing the whole iTunes thing, but I can't do that until the website is like official and I have like a blog post first. Okay, okay. Um, but I'm, it's going to be available, YouTube, all that good shit. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you listen to this on Stitcher or Spotify or iTunes or whatever, um, thank you. I appreciate you listening to this, vibing out with me. Crazy guy from East Orange, New Jersey. <laughs> Just doing hood rat shit with my friends. Yeah. So until next time, guys, happy another day above ground. I fuck with y'all. love y'all. Okay, let's go.